You are listening to the Chits and Giggles podcast. Hello and welcome to another Chits and Giggles podcast. I am joined by Ben today. Hello, Ben. Hey, Russell. How's it going? Very, very good. So today we have another chit and a giggle as per usual. So this week, our chit is talking about whether we can play games too much or not enough, I guess. Yes, as a general topic, but also individual games. As yes. in, when you buy a game, are we playing that game enough? Or do we buy a game, play it, and then move on to the next game? Mm-hmm. Um, and then this week's Giggle, we've got something interesting. It it does involve the Board Game Geek Top 100. Um, it does sound like it could be quite a fun little game. So, yeah, we will uh, we will see what that's all about later on. That's a challenge... That's a challenge for Ben, that one, because uh, I'm just doing too well in these games. Um, so I just thought we'd mix it up and give someone who isn't that good a chance. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on to this week's chit. Uh, so we were talking about games. We This was a dis- uh, discussion we came up against recently. Uh, essentially, when you buy a game, most of the time, I think the majority of us will play it once, maybe twice, and then just not really play it again. Now, part part of that's because the game isn't that good and we just don't really sort of get the game, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But then other times a game will be really good and yet we still won't play it that much. And we wondered whether that had some some other meaning. There was some other reason behind that. Because I was thinking that maybe it's like an evolution. So I remember that when I started playing games, Mm -hmm. I would buy a game and then I'd play it to death. And I remember I used to play Carcassonne all the time, every day. And then I discovered Dominion and I did the same. But as I've gotten into the hobby and I've uh, I've bought more games and I've played more games, I, I, I'm i almost addicted to new games as much as I am just to playing board games. And I'm the so same. Often, often now when I go to a board game meetup, if I see games that I already know on the tables, I'm actually like start hunting for a new game. Yeah. And, and is this a good thing? If Am I buying a game, playing it two times and then going, right, I need a new game? Am I playing games enough? And this is this is what I'm wondering. Well, for me, that that's almost identical. I mean, I haven't been into games as long as you have, but uh, I do feel like having worked in a board game cafe environment and having access to so many new games, there was always like there was always so many more there that I could play um, that I didn't yeah. really feel like oh I could I'm wasting my time if I just spend all you know the next sort of couple of weeks just playing this single game and I just won't get through any of the others and so. There is the element of like, oh, there's always something new and exciting out there. And I think that's yeah. more common I think these days. That's, that's it, where you kind of think, you know, board game time is limited. And mm-hmm. so you're going to want to make the most of it. And so you think, I don't want to play the same game we played yeah. last time. I want to play something else. So I don't get to play games as often as I would like. But I think perhaps I'm not getting the full potential from a game. I'm not playing a game enough. So in one respect where I'm thinking, I don't want to you know, waste this time by playing the same game again. Maybe I'm wasting a game by not playing it enough times. Well, the funny thing is when I play games with my friends, there is one game that we always come back to, and that is Catan um, mm-hmm. with with expansion. Uh, we've tried a couple of the expansions, but actually the one we most often try is uh, Cities and Knights. I think that actually is a really fun yeah. game. Uh, yeah, it and, is. And because of the banter between us, and you know we know each other fairly well now because we always play with the same group, I, it does make it fun to play again and again and again. Mm. Um, and I think that's the fun thing. Like we miss that when we don't 
get yeah. totally into a game and play it so much. And I think some of my favourite gaming experiences are ones that were games that I used to play a lot with a group of friends. I used to play Cosmic Encounter and Battlestar Galactica all the time, yeah. over and over and over again. And when you got really familiar with that game, I think the games became really intense. And I mean, in Cosmic Encounter, if you know all the alien powers and you know what cards are lurking in the deck and things like this, it makes the game more exciting. And the same with with uh, Battlestar Galactica, when you know the certain uh, tactics and behaviours that Cylons may have, playing the game more actually increases the enjoyment. Um, yeah. And I think that's a it's a thing that can apply to many other games and that I worry now, I'm thinking about games I have in my collection and thinking, have I played this enough? Like one that I can like, think of off my head is Ashes Rise of the Phoenix Born, and I enjoy that. And that's a game that I think needs a lot of commitment and a lot of time to get its full potential. And I haven't given it to it yet. Well, that's funny because that just brings me up to like the next thing I was going to say. Now, there are games that actually reward you if you master them, such as Magic mm-hmm. the Gathering, Netrunner. You know, even I think a game like Ashes is certainly a similar style. Um, I, and of course, there are other games out there like Catan that you have like proper competitions of. But the yeah. big ones, Netrunner, Magic, well, they they're all financially reward games. you. Exactly. So these are games that you... And it's the same when you play like a miniatures game. These are ones where you construct your deck or your army or whatever it is, and then you bring it to the table. And I think those games, um, they reward you the most for, for heavily investing in them because you can go home and prepare. Because you've actually done the work. You put the work in. Oh, I... I built the better army rather than just being given the same basic sort of kit but then again i do like in games when everyone starts off equally like in dominion everyone has the same deck and then it's kind of like we had the same deck and the same opportunities but look what i did with it compared to what you did with it i really do like watching that but i can see in terms of yeah mastering a game having that external element where you're bringing something different to the table something personal at the start of the game that maybe that helps to increase like the longevity and the replayability of a game i think it's just the difference in time between those games for example with the living card game or even you know a blind card game uh, a collectible card game sorry um you you do have technically have the same opportunities as most other people of course there'll be people with loads of money to spend on like buying rare <laughs> cards and that yeah. but you do essentially get the same start and then you take a lot more time uh, you do probably spend a bit of money as well with magic, but you do have all of the same opportunities to build um, the same deck. Yeah, I, I shouldn't really true. bring magic into this because it is so different. It is one of the biggest collectible games out there. And <laughs> obviously it does have a lot of random chance to it and stuff, but a game like Netrunner, obviously you everyone has access to the same cards and if they only want specific cards, it's probably far easier for them and cheaper for them to buy the ones that they, they specifically want. Yeah. Um, but and the only difference is time you start a game like dominion yeah you you have the same base but you're doing that in a game whereas with netrunner you're doing it in sort of like a few weeks or even years yeah what are some games you've played recently that you wish um that you had put more time into or games that you want to play a lot and become very familiar with well i i like games where um you do have lots of different strategy no just recently a game um came out uh, that I raved about Dice City but I haven't played it enough and I feel like there are lots of different strategies that you could go down and do yeah. that um, but I just haven't really played it enough to sort of get used to them well, or that's know what one that are. I would agree with because I played it again the other day and, and again part of me was thinking when this game came to the table I was like oh but I've already played this game 
But then I played it because I, I love games, whether I have played them before. And as I played the game, I tried a different strategy. And again, I got more out of the game and I saw a little more depth. Um, and Dice City is one of those games that has constantly surprised me. Every time I've played it, I've gone, actually, there's more to this game than meets the eye. Yeah. And so I would agree that Dice City is definitely one that I would like to play more. Yeah, I mean, and there are so many. I'd love to play any game with, um, you know, a, a sort of a massively different play style every time you play like dead of winter for example not only does it have a vastly dis- different number of objectives the main objectives but you've got the crises you have mm-hmm. the um you have the betrayer element and all the different personal objectives i imagine that game and the crossroads there's so much sort of unpredictability of that game that i can't imagine having an identical game the same mm. as the last one it's so much random chance in that but it still feels fun to play yeah yeah but yeah, even any strategy game, really, you're going to get better at it the more you play, like Carcassonne. Like, I, I love Carcassonne, and I've played it a lot, but I I feel like there is so much more that I could get out yeah. of that game, and I could be so good at it if I played it. But I just... Time. Time is the issue, really, here, isn't it? Yeah. Well, also, like I have a, I have a theory that Kickstarter is partly to blame for, for my addiction in new games, because in... In the old days, a new game would come out and then you would play it at a friend's house and you go, oh, that was really good. And you'd play it again. You think that's good. I think I might buy that. And then you go to the shop and then you buy it. With Kickstarter, I have this constant feeling that if I don't back this, if I don't get involved, then I'm going to miss the boat. And then when I do want to get it, it's going to be out of print. It's going to be out of stock. They may not make it again. And that I constantly feel like, no, I must buy this now. Because if I don't, I may never be able to buy it again. And and the games are going out. Like I bought Isle of Sky and I'm really glad I did because I love that game. And now it's really hard to find. And again, it will be reprinted. But because they have these cycles where if a game is popular because it's good, it's suddenly really hard to get. Mm-hmm. Um, that you sometimes get this feeling like, okay, I need to buy this now because otherwise I may never get the chance to do that. Yeah. I mean, what do you feel about um, legacy games? Because that's essentially forcing you to play the same game over again to get anything out of it, really. I think it's good because I think I think it's something that I know personally I need to do. I need to invest more into single games and get the most out of them. And I'm kind of feeling like I should go on like a new game hiatus and stop buying games and going through my collection and going, okay, well, this month or this fortnight, I want to focus on this game and then in play it till I'm really familiar with it. You know, I'm to the same level that Mike is with Agricola, but I want to be that level with every (laughs) game in my collection. (laughs) You know, uh, I think Reddit um, sort of championed the 10 by 10 challenge, which is where you take 10 games uh, at the beginning of a year and it doesn't have to be the year it just can be any beginning of a 12 month period and you just play each of them 10 times i really like that idea yeah i don't I know if, i don't know if i have the willpower to just stick i'm on, I, th- I think you are allowed to play new games during that time but i feel like <laughs> playing games is such like crucial time like you don't get a lot of it that it should really should be on those yeah. games and i, I like that nice? idea i think what would be nice is to do it with with the same gaming group so if you had four or five of you and then yeah. you as a group pick 10 games and then as a group played all of them i mm-hmm. think that'd be really nice oh and also uh worth mentioning story games so story-based games where you just get sort of one time use out of it for example time stories and to its an extent sherlock holmes consulting yeah. detective yeah. those games you play them once and that's it there's no replayable value to them 
Yeah. Well, Sherlock, you can play ten times. Well, th- but each case is different, and I, that's yeah. one thing I think that um, is much better about Sherlock. Uh, the fact that you do have a lot more value for money in that game, and something like Time Stories, which I don't know if we've properly discussed on a podcast before, but we've no. both played it now, and we're not going to go into spoilers. But I didn't. I wasn't really raved. About, I, I don't Played know. I didn't feel like cafe. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did actually talk about it in that, in that yeah. podcast. You're right. Um, oh well, I think I think we've given our listeners enough sort of you know enough. To yeah, think well, about be, I'd be interested to know what any of the listeners think and if they have the same situation and and any recommendations they have for games that you know where you get a lot out of playing them over and over and if they've done a like a ten by ten challenge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So please do get in touch. You know, Facebook, Twitter instagram or even the website we've got a little comment section below so yeah do let us know so we will move on to the giggle now now ben are Uh you ready i'm quite excited because i have no idea what this involves so the way this game is going to work this is all about the board game geek top 100 as it stands right now the last time i looked at the top uh 100 or the top rankings was when i was working on the game designer top trump cards Okay, so that wasn't that long ago. It wasn't too long ago, but it was looking at, at designers, specific designers in their highest ranked games, so I wasn't actually looking at the list as a whole. I think you might have a slight edge then. Oh my we'll God, see. I'm really worried so, now. I shouldn't uh, have said that. I, sorry, I'm, gonna rev- I, I'm in Australia, <laughs> the internet's really slow, I can't look at the board game geek. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, it's happening, it's happening. There's no turning back now. Um, I'm going to give you five questions, and each question is going to be two options you have to uh-huh. simply tell me which one is higher ranked on the board game geek top 100 what are, you, what are you calling this game by the way um i don't know the price is right <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea can you think of a good name for this game like board game battle royale how's about that can we call it can we call it ranky panky absolutely ranky panky <laughs> okay ben you and your names you and your names. You've got such good pun, pun-based name, yeah. like skills. So um, I can be like Russell. Do you feel like a spot of ranky panky? You can. You can yeah. say that. That's fine. All right. So welcome to Ranky Panky Edition <laughs> One. Um, now, the first question, and and actually before we start, I want to say that uh, a good score for this would be three. A great oh, score okay, would be cool. four, and you know, flawless score would be five. But there is also a bonus point as well. Available. Oh, I'm very excited for this. Yeah. All right. So, first of all, I want to start with an uh, an easy one. <laughs> oh my god, it's not gonna. I'm gonna screw it up. I'm gonna constantly think that you're double bluffing me. Oh, this is meant to be. It's meant to be this way. All right. So, first of all, we have first option: Ticket to Ride, mm-hmm. and then we have the sequel: Ticket to Ride Europe. Now, which of those is ranked highest on the Board Game Geek Top 100? See, this is tough because. I personally would rank Ticket to Ride Europe higher, but I think just because of nostalgic reasons and and because a lot of people would rank it and play it a lot, I'm just going to say that Ticket to Ride is ranked higher. Is that your final answer, Ben? Yeah. You are wrong, I'm afraid. Ticket to Ride Europe is actually ranked quite a bit higher uh, at 73, and Ticket to Ride is ranked at 96. So they are both in the top 100. Okay, so... uh, um, you should have trusted your instincts. I should just yeah follow my gut. Exactly, but there is a bonus point available. Uh-huh. Um, 
Ticket to Ride Nordic Countries is also on the list, but where in the timeline of Ticket to Ride and Ticket to Ride Europe does it sit? Does it sit above Ticket to Ride Europe, between them, or below Ticket to Ride? Do you mean in the ranking? In the ranking. Uh, and I'll give you five points if you can give me the number, <laughs> the exact ranking. I reckon it's ranked 86th between So them. you're saying between them, yeah? Yeah. That is correct. That yes. is correct. But 88, that was so close. Oh, I was a oh, bit worried. Oh. I had to give you five <laughs> points, but all right, great. All right. Well, oh. anyway, you've got one point, so that's fine. One bonus point. Thanks, man. Exactly. Right. The next um, question. Two more. Two more points. The next question. And I'm average. Exactly. <laughs> Your average, <laughs> always average to me, man. Uh, the next question is, so we have castles of Mad King Ludwig mm-hmm. against suburbia. Castles, it's got to be. Is that your final answer, Ben? Yeah. You are correct. Oh, Castles of Mad King Ludwig. I'm just, because uh, I'm just going to go with my own opinions now and assume I that think the, the community is, is right. <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, the Castles of Mad King Ludwig is at uh, 44 and Suburbia oh. is at 60. So, yeah. Well, they're, they're both quite far better apart. than Ticket to Ride. So, well done, yeah. Board Game Geek. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The next question is... Time stories, and this is interesting because you heard Ooh. me mention this earlier on, Ooh. but also another game that I mentioned earlier on was Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. Now, which of those is highest on the Board Game Geek list? Sherlock Holmes, it has to be. Is that your final answer, Ben? It is. You're wrong. Oh, that, Can you no, believe it? I'm Time stories. Okay, Geek is wrong. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. <laughs> no, it surprised me as well, but Time Stories is at 44, uh, 45, sorry, and Sherlock Holmes is actually at... Uh, 61 so oh, wow. just sitting there below suburbia on the list so yeah mm. I was surprised about that but yeah alright but don't worry you can still it's pull so us back it's so weird that we haven't to just mention that before no I, I purposely brought that up oh okay it wasn't a coincidence it was a foreshadowing <laughs> like it was it. a foreshadowing <laughs> yeah uh, alright so the the penultimate question alright am I on two points still you're yeah. on Two points, yeah. So yeah. you can still pull this back. You've got two two points left. All right, so next question. We have Splendor against <laughs> Cosmic Encounter, your no, favorite game. No, if Splendor is ranked ahead of Cosmic Encounter, I will cry. Um, Cosmic Encounter has to be ranked better. If it's not, I will cry. It's my I final can't... answer, and I'm, I'm really worried that it's wrong. Cosmic Encounter, is that your final answer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you'll be pleased to know that Splendor is ranked higher. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not, Splendor is ranked at 76, but Cosmic is actually ranked just below it at 77. So it was close. It was very close. At least it was close, but they're not even in the... Anyway, let's not get into this. Right, the you last just one... you just did that to st- you put up like my favorite uh, game against one of my least favorite games. You've I done was that. surprised at how close they were, but yeah, that is that that, that I had to ask that. I had to ask that. Um, all right, so finally, this is a bit of a difficult one, but this is your only chance, by the way, to to pull the game back <laughs> to be um, average. Yeah, yeah, we've got two, we've got two really classic games. We have Crokinole, and we have mm-hmm. Go. Which of those is ranked higher? And these are like really ancient games, by the way. 
but they are both still in the top 100. Um, I'm going to say Crokinole because it seems to be having a bit of a little resurgence and Go is a real, like a hardcore gamer's game. Bearing in mind, they are both still ranked in the top 100 of all yeah. board games of all time. No, that's that's good on them. But good Crokinole. on them. <laughs> all right. Final answer? Yeah. It's Crokinole. Oh, thank God. You got it. You How got it. So you it? won. You got three points. That is a good score. Yes. So how did you find that? Did you uh, come up against some surprises there? I did. I did. But I do love a spot of ranky-panky. So thanks Ranky-panky. It's good. It's quick. I'm still... A bit of ranky-panky is quick, I, but it's so worthwhile. <laughs> I'm still a bit upset about Splendor. I think we were promised tears. Oh, yeah. They're, you, you can't hear them? No. All right. Well, I'll have to just take your word on it. Um, so, yeah, that was this week's uh, podcast. We do hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, yes. Ben pulled a pulled a win out there at the end. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, if you would like to get in touch, let us know your thoughts, either on games that you think you play too much or not enough, mm-hmm. or any games that you are surprised about in the top 100, any sort of pairings off. We'd or love to hear like from to, you. to go on to Board Game Geek and give Splendor a whole bunch of really bad genuinely could make the difference between yeah, 76 just, and 77 it could just swap those two around and <laughs> and justice will have been served uh, there we go all right well thanks for listening do get in touch uh, via the facebook twitter instagram and website comments we love to hear from you and we will see you on the next podcast take care see ya thank you for listening to the chits and giggles podcast for more reviews and podcasts visit for chits and giggles.com